Welcome to the Growing in Grace audio blog. My name is James Williams, and I hope you enjoy today's episode entitled, Will the Return of Christ Be a Secret? You've likely seen the movies. People are going about their daily life, and then all of a sudden, many just disappear. A pile of clothes is all that remains where there had been a person. Cars that previously had drivers now move on empty and uncontrolled. Chaos ensues as people try to figure out what happened. This is often referred to as a secret rapture. Those who hold this view say that Christ will return secretly to earth, gather the believers, and then return to heaven with them. Then there will be seven years of tribulation after which Christ will return a second time. The use of the term secret doesn't mean that people who are left behind won't notice, for there will certainly be chaos after the disappearance of millions of people. Secret instead refers to the fact that Christ won't be seen when he comes back. Instead, people just disappear. This is the view I was taught and believed growing up. In fact, I didn't even know there were other interpretations until much later. However, after re-examining the views and seeking out the teaching of Scripture, I no longer hold to a pre-tribulational rapture of the church. I would like to provide a few reasons why. Before I begin, let me state that understanding eschatology, which is the study of end times, can be a difficult task. There are many Bible-believing Christians who have disagreements on how it will all take place. That being said, we should not be afraid to discuss these issues and engage with other viewpoints, but do so with humility and grace towards one another. Three reasons I do not hold to a secret pre-tribulational rapture of the church. Number one, the Bible says the rapture will be public, not secret. The only place in scripture that uses the word for rapture or caught up is Thessalonians 4.17, which states, quote, Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. This is a major text for those who hold to this view. However, if we examine the context of this verse, we see this isn't referring to a quiet disappearance of millions of people. Instead, it's pointing to a very loud and public return of Christ. Consider the verses immediately before verse 17. Quote, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God. End quote. Notice this isn't a quiet event. There is a shout, there's the voice of the archangel, and there's the sound of a trumpet. It seems difficult to argue that this is a referring to a secret rapture of a church. Instead, it's one that's very loud and very public. Revelation 1.7 also argues that when Christ returns, every eye will see him. Number two, the Bible nowhere clearly argues for a secret rapture before the tribulation. If this were the case, that Christians would escape the tribulation, then one would think that it would be clearly stated in Scripture probably many times. However, as noted in the first point, Scripture doesn't explicitly state this anywhere. One must put together several passages where such teaching can be inferred to build such an argument. In fact, it seems Scripture assumes and even clearly states that Christ will come back to get His people after the tribulation. Consider Matthew 24, 29, quote, 
Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. End quote. Once again, we see the picture of a loud trumpet and Jesus gathering his people. Notice it tells us this will happen immediately after the tribulation of those days. One verse that is typically used to argue that God's people will not go through the tribulation is Revelation 3.10, quote, Because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world, to try those who dwell on the earth, end quote. If there were clear biblical teachings about God's people not facing tribulation, then one could see how a verse like this might support it. However, left to stand on its own, to build a whole notion of a secret rapture based solely on this verse seems far-fetched. This promise was made to the church in Philadelphia, an actual local church. There is nothing in the context that this promise to the Philadelphian church has anything to do with the end times. It likely refers to a great time of suffering and persecution that was experienced by the early church. Even if it were to refer to a great tribulation at the end, it doesn't say that God will zap his people out of the world. Instead, it says that he will keep or guard his people. That implies that in spite of circumstances, God will keep and protect his people. One would think that something as encouraging and as important as being completely taken out of the world would be clearly taught and often repeated in Scripture. Instead, we see Scriptures warning God's people over and over to be prepared for persecution, to endure, to not lose hope, and to be patient. Number three, the Bible doesn't teach there are two returns of Christ. Those who hold to a pre-tribulation secret rapture of the church must argue for two separate returns of Christ. One secret rapture, then another one seven years later when Christ comes back to reign. However, Scripture doesn't seem to clearly state this anywhere. The return of Christ is taught in many places, and nowhere does it seem to imply that there are two separate events. Wherever you land on this issue, it's important that we remember that Christ is coming to gather His people, and we long for that day. However it all plays out, we have great hope as we await the coming of our Lord and desire to live each day on this earth for His glory. Thank you for listening to the Growing in Grace podcast. I pray this episode served you well. If so, Consider sharing on social media or leaving a rating on iTunes so that others might be encouraged as well. May God strengthen you this week as you continue to grow in grace.